Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us here today for another episode of the show. Today, we are talking about the latest standard, SSAE 21. And our title for today's episode is Go Barefoot with Direct Examinations. If you don't understand the joke, we're going to explain it later on in the podcast. So stay tuned. You're going to want to hear the payoff of this uh, of this punchline uh, here as we go throughout this conversation today. But I'm thrilled to welcome two experts into the studio with me here today. First, we have Neha. Patel. She's the partner in charge of IT advisory services at Weaver. Neha, welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you here once again on the podcast. And we're also joined today by Alexis Kennedy, partner of IT advisory services at Weaver. Alexis, welcome back. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you guys and can't wait to get the punchline uh, of this joke at some point here in the podcast. But before we dive in, why is this a topic of importance today? Why are we talking about this, Neha? Well, Essentially, in the marketplace, there's still such a dependence and intricate weaving across the market on third parties. So end-to-end, from an operational standpoint, you still see a lot of organizations rely on different organizations to outsource a couple of their activities or processes. So the transparency of what you're outsourcing is still critical for the organization to have visibility into. Alex, I'll let you chime in about the risk elements of that. Right. And so when we talk about the outsourcing of different components of the service that you may be delivering to clients, there is a risk evaluated with that, right? So when you go and outsource something, you're putting the actual diligence and production of that service on a third party. However, you still retain some level of risk for them to do that appropriately and make sure that they're doing it according to how you would like them to do it. And if it's including data security, making sure they're keeping your customers' data secure. If it's a timeliness component, making sure they're executing it timely the way your contracts with your client state. And so while you outsource the actual execution of the task, you're still retaining the risk of that. And so how you can evaluate those third parties in order for them to showcase that they're doing for you what they say they're going to do for you and doing it the way you want them to do it has always been an issue in the marketplace in terms of how that gets reported um, and how you can gain assurance over that. So that that's, um, in a nutshell, what we're kind of trying to talk about today. So Alexis, help us tie this back then to SSAE 21. Uh, relate that kind of back to what you're, you were just discussing. Yeah, so the history is that we've been issuing a lot of these third-party reports under what was it, SAS 70 when it first started and way back in the day, and it's kind of evolved to where we've got primarily SOC reporting. And we have the SOC 1, we have the SOC 2 um, that address different uh, avenues of reporting, SOC 1 financial controls, internal control over financial reporting, SOC 2 data security, availability, and um, confidentiality primarily. And so with SSA 21, what we're looking at doing here is providing an avenue by which organizations can take maybe smaller subsets of subject matter and issue an opinion and issue a report and get third-party assurance. Um, And so what that allows organizations to do is, especially in the immature infancy stage, if they can't get to a SAC report right away, they can say, hey, auditor, I need you to come in and look at these 12 controls. My customer's really harping on me about when I ingest data, how do you keep it secure? And I have these controls in place. Can you audit them so I can issue them a report and say on this avenue, um, we're, we're good, right? 
So the the kicker is, and, and Neha will kind of elaborate on this a little bit more, is that on the traditional path in the SOC 1, the SOC 2, they're assertion-based examinations. So the customer, the client of ours, has to assert that they understand the subject matter, they understand the criteria, and they've done some form of evaluation against that prior to us doing the audit. Um, what the direct examination does is allows that organization not to provide an assertion. So it puts the onus on the auditor to help define the subject matter, define the criteria, and it allows them not to spend the time to evaluate the subject matter against the criteria, which is an attractive avenue for a lot of organizations, especially in the infancy and immaturity of the evolution of their control environment. So I'll let Aneha elaborate on that a little bit more. Well, yeah, and I mean, it probably comes back to the question of what is an assertion? And so as it relates to an assertion, an assertion was really introduced in the latest standard SSA 18, where back then what we were trying to do in the marketplace was make the organization more responsible for not only defining what needs to be audited, but really the measurement criteria attached to that subject matter. The direct examinations, SSAE 21, has now evolved that to a new conduit to be less about what management's defining and now more about what the auditor may be comfortable defining and then still providing that same level of assurance. Mm -hmm. I love talking about SOC reporting because it really shows off the difference in Alexis and my uh, accents. And so that's a, that's a lot of fun. And, and you're lying. Uh, you don't enjoy talking about SOC reporting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Well, speaking of SOC reporting, so how is this different? How is what you're describing different from SOC reporting, Neha? Well, it's another avenue. So really when it comes to the standard, the standard and the guidance gives you a platform to start to measure and monitor and provide transparency to controls. The direct examination is similar in a lot of ways to what already exists, as Alexis described, the SOC 1 and the SOC 2. Direct examinations is just giving you a different way to draw a box around what's going to be audited and who it's going to and the transparency and responsibility of who really set and established the measurements and the criteria to evaluate to give you assurance. So that's really the key difference between the SOC 1, SOC 2 and this new form which is called direct examination. And the key driver there was this assertion concept that we spoke about before. The assertion for a SOC 1 and SOC 2 was really at the onus of management, meaning the company that's providing the report. Direct examinations, to Alexis's earlier point, is really a nice stepping stone or perhaps alternative to diving into the, the bigger endeavor, which is a SOC 1 and SOC 2, which is so much more common in the marketplace today. What the AICPA is trying to do here is to give organizations a way to be more nimble and address emerging technologies, address different um, very specific control areas that they may not otherwise be able to hire in the expertise to do their own evaluation over that. And so it's allowing organizations to get into these more technical landscapes, more technical concepts, and still be able to have a third party assurance report opinion over that. So for example, we can talk about blockchain, we can talk about crypto, yeah. we can talk about disaster recovery, we can talk about incident response. That's a whole nother podcast, incident response, right? And so you've got all of these nuanced different areas and there's plenty more that are kind of a beast all on their own and organizations are having a hard time staffing for their normal day job, let alone these nuanced new technology pieces. And so if they can have an auditor come in and say, hey, we know we're doing this stuff, but 
we can't provide an assertion because we're not evaluating the subject matter against the criteria, but we want you to audit it and, and show and show the world how we're doing this well. Um, that's what this reporting uh, standard update is really allowing us to do. So Neha, a moment ago, Alexis gave us some great examples of when an organization should do a direct examination. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add on to that or any other examples that, that come to mind for you that you'd like to share? Absolutely. I mean, I think that Direct examinations, as we see it, is another vehicle for organizations. And so if an organization happens to be looking to try to provide an SOC report, they may not necessarily have the maturity to, to take on that endeavor right this minute. So if they're a smaller organization or looking for avenues to provide transparency as a stepping stone to get to the grander, more commonplace SOC reports or SOC reports, then I think the direct examination is a conduit to discuss with a trusted partner or an audit firm like one of ours. Excellent, excellent stuff. So Neha, what are your final thoughts on, on this topic as we start to wrap up this episode here today? Well, I think that SSAE 21, which really took into effect as of June 15th of 2022, so just a couple of months ago, mm -hmm. it's still very fresh. It's still very new. And so we still haven't seen a tremendous um, outpouring of reporting under this vehicle. I think we're going to continue to see this evolve as a topic. And so what we're doing is trying to educate the marketplace so they're aware of it, but also to talk to our clients and our prospects about these different alternatives and to right-size them for their organization as best needed. But ultimately what it is is it's another way to really look at SOX reporting from a different light. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, what this new standard really allows us to do is take our socks off and go barefoot with direct examinations. I love that. I love, and fittingly, none of us are wearing at least yeah, visible socks. <laughs> Mine are hidden underneath my shoes. Uh, so I, I think we, we all fit the, we, got, we all got the outfit memo That's today right, that's right. For this episode. That is excellent stuff. Um, Neha Patel, Alexis Kennedy, y'all thank you so much for joining us here and telling us why we are going barefoot with direct examinations. This was a pleasure. Yeah, Absolutely. same here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Weaver Beyond the Numbers. As always, you can head to weaver.com for more insights on these topics uh, and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. You can find more episodes of Weaver Beyond the Numbers on a number of different topics on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days, you can find Weaver Beyond the Numbers. You can also find it there on the Weaver website as well. Everything you need right there in one convenient package. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for Neha and Alexis, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you next time.